Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl. What? Oh, sorry, I was just looking at something online. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's battered cod tastes like breaded condom. <laughs> Tonight, I have two members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey, guys. And you know I have Scott. <clears throat> um... Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna do this week in training. Ash came up with a pretty sweet scenario for for uh, for the guys to play through. But first, we have some news. Ash, well, I had some news, and then we started talking about this week in training. So a couple things. <clears throat> um, this just happened October the fourth. So just uh, just the other day, uh, five Detroit firefighters hospitalized after house collapses, and. Uh, I went on to read a bit, and it sounds like it, this might have been the one report I'm reading. It might have been a vacant home, which we talked about this briefly before uh, the episode started here. Um, it was unclear how serious the injuries are, but everyone who was in the house when it collapsed was able to escape. So that sounds pretty good. Um, I'm just trying to read as I go here, but... Uh, yeah, so it sounds like everybody escaped. Everybody is doing okay now. We don't have uh, reports since, but yeah, crazy. Five five guys inside um, when it collapsed. Um, and oh. Some injuries were sustained. Because Scott was saying there's a there's a documentary called Burn, Burn. and it's about the uh, the Detroit firefighters and mm-hmm. and uh, how super super heavy aggressive they are. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they were. Uh... They're going in and everything. Like, Daryl Combe, doesn't matter if people... Well, I mean, you never know if anyone's inside. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing there's a lot of squatters and homeless people in in that area, just because of the uh, poverty levels. So, they're going in to check, but, you know, like, they're super aggressive. I think the one guy said, we like to fight fires from the the inside out, (laughs) which, that's pretty aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, there's a lot of video uh, in this documentary of them being super aggressive inside. So, is that part of it? I don't know. I don't know why. Um, you know, buildings collapse. As we often say here, it's like, when's the most, pretty much the most dangerous part of the fire is is towards the end. Because the uh, structure is being compromised by the fire. We've dumped, you know, how Excessive many, how many gallons of water. of water on the thing. And that, what is it, 10 pounds per gallon of water? So imagine even a fraction of that now sitting on these on these floors and roofs and yeah. in the attic space and all these places where we don't know where the water is actually sitting and soaking in. And, you know, that's a lot of extra weight on a building that is also compromised by fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to collapse. That's why we always make sure that we try to make sure the RIT team is still ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is once you're in mop-up stage, the threat of the fire is over, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but you're getting definitely the collapse is, uh, is higher, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Then yeah. you got some other news for us, Ash. <clears throat> yeah, so we, we talked about the this gentleman last in, month. September, yeah. Yeah, in September. I think it was early September as well. So Christian Johnson, uh, Deputy Fire Chief in Okanagan County, Washington, uh, was fighting a grass fire uh, with his department uh, early September. And uh, some wind shifted, some things happened. And uh, a few people were injured. Uh, Christian was uh, the worst of the injuries. Uh, ended up getting flown to um, Harborview Medical Center in Seattle uh, in intensive care. A month passed, and sadly, he succumbed to his injuries and uh, passed away. Uh, so our, our thoughts, for sure, uh, go out to um, the family, the fire departments, and everybody involved. Uh, yeah, we were uh, sad when, when we heard it, and then, yeah, when I saw that that came up, uh, we all spoke about it, and definitely uh, sending all of our our condolences away to, to everybody affected. Yeah. Mm. Rest easy, brother. We'll mm. take it from here. Uh, Ash, you had a scenario last week last week yeah so we're, we're in a a bit of a weird time in the department for training right now because we're we're not quite burning yet um i think that's about to change which is good um yeah, in a pretty big way we're about to light everything on fire yeah in a really big way that's about to change <laughs> but so we, we kind of had a one-off uh practice night where um we kind of wanted to throw something together, um, non-live fire, non-extrication, uh, just, just something uh, to, to kind of work a bunch of skills at once. And uh, we actually just brought somebody uh, into the training department, and he came up with the idea. Um, Andrew, he uh, he's like, you know, we should do a bit of a building search and work on some comms. Um, and not really dumb it down, but just do everything right in the hall, utilize the hall as the building that we know that it is, and then we can place our imaginary fire in whatever room it is and make like them work their way through as they go. Uh, like, yeah, that's a really good idea. So we kind of bounced the idea back, back and forth and came up with a couple of scenarios of um, trucks arriving to this building. We say it's a fire, it's the fire hall, so we know the layout. But it's a, a warehouse building, say. So we, we know the layout of the building. Um, so we had one first arriving truck um, pulled up on the front of the building, gained access through the side door. And all their task was that they, that they were told was to push in, do some um, hose movement, come in around the backside of one of the trucks, advance through and back out one of the front bay, bay doors. Like that's all that they had to work with. Um, there was report of a fire and access to it from the back of the building. So the second due engine pulled that back there and that team responded through the back, <coughs> which then pushed their way up to, uh, the second story of our building here. Um, and one thing that we're training is our officers are always going in and out They're They're working with the, um, with the attack teams they're going in and out of the building um so we decided to throw a bit of a wrench in in that and they're the only people that and it, it made it made me think is we're the only people 
that are kind of detached. Like, there's times where we'll be a little bit away from the attack team alone. So, like, oh, let's, let's get pe people thinking of where everybody is. So, as as this, this first or second attack team was pushing up, they got upstairs, we simulated a collapse <coughs> in the building, which this comes back to our, our news there. Um, so, we had a structural collapse where they were able to... Um, like one firefighter was pinned down, so they had to do a mayday. Uh, Rit team got uh, activated, pushed in. Uh, the one firefighter that was still upstairs was able to start clearing the debris package. Rit team came up, tagged out the firefighter as they were getting low on air. Um, <clears throat> that firefighter got escorted out. Rit team packaged and came back out. And uh, what what we we're really trying to accomplish with that was we put the captain that was coming in and was working the line with them as the collapse happened they lost contact with that captain so the comms came out that we have lost contact with one of the firefighters they they uh didn't say that he was lost or missing or whatever just that we have lost contact with they can't see him anymore um so what what had happened was the, the floor collapsed and uh we placed him downstairs in the room directly below it. Uh, so they, they were focused on the packaging and the removal of the uh, firefighter that was down upstairs. And it took, took a bit. I mean, thinking pretend is hard. But it took a bit to realize that, hey, this guy is missing. What are we going to do? Like, where where, where is he missing? This is weird. So then the wheels started to turn. Well, you had told him... Didn't you tell them there was a hole in the floor? Yeah, so because it was imaginary, people were so focused on the task that they kind of like, okay, yeah, there, there's a hole there. I will just not go in the hole. So they kept going around. They're like, is it safe to pass over here? I'm like, yeah, the hole is way, way over here. Your firefighters are there. That is your only access at, at this point, and we'll say that this access over here is safe. So they were so focused on that that they couldn't really detach and think, hey. Sometimes you have to ask, why is there, why is there a hole? Mm -hmm. Right? So what has happened? And we said, structural collapse. Like, we really tried to spell it out. But at the same same time, I mean, we, we were kind of winning it too. And, uh, you know, we, we had a bit of a debrief afterwards and said, yeah, you know, maybe we could have said, said something different. Um, maybe the team that came in could have thought a little different. But it got people thinking out, out after the fact anyway. So... At that point, there was a secondary RIT team that was formed because the RIT team was at activated. So the secondary RIT team had a game plan if anything happened. They went in inside, did a search on the lower level to where uh, the captain was uh, fallen and also injured. Um, they assisted him out, and that was the first, uh, the first of the uh, two scenarios that we did. Uh, the second one was very, very similar. We just did it um, both on the bottom floor. One of them was in the radio room. So push in, found them, and then uh, the the red team came out and realized, hey, there's a double glass door right outside of where we found the fallen firefighter. Let's package him and get him out that glass, glass door. So instead of going back, which I'm like, I wonder if they'll realize, because we said if doors are closed, that part of the building is off. But if they're open in any way, they, they can utilize those, those rooms. So we had that door propped open a bit. And they were like, that's a door. We can use it. And instead of following the hose line back out. Yeah, which is good, because that's what we train on. That's what we train. The safest, fastest way out. And, take uh, a window, take a door. Yeah. 
So they kept don't always follow the hose line back the way yeah, you can. Exactly. Yeah, it may not be the quickest route. Mm-hmm. Which, which sort of <coughs> focused on the oh, we got to follow the hose line back. Yeah. But if you, if you, yeah, there's a window right here. Mm-hmm. Let's just get out. Follow the hose line. No. No. Just go to the window. Mm-hmm. If it's safe. Yeah. Obviously. And that great team should know. Yeah. Yeah. The layout of that building, mm-hmm. at least from the outside, because they should have been doing their 360s and blah blah blah. Which we found out is not a. Common practice mm-hmm. when we had that one instructor here. Remember? Yeah, yeah, we he were, was. We we're having a pretty good. Uh, I was having a pretty good argument. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a pretty good argument with him because mm-hmm. he felt that RIT team should stay on the tarp and wait to be activated. Yeah. Whereas I felt, and I, I know I'd been trained it because I mm-hmm. know from t- t- different courses we've been on, they should be going. They should be doing that three sixty. They should be checking on um, entrances, exits. Um, like we we try even tell our guys to follow the. Follow the noises the you guys sound. are making yeah. as they go through. It's like they're almost like following, they're paralleling them as they're in the building, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll know right away. So you hear, you hear a pass alarm or you hear a media call. It's like they should almost be able to get in there right away. Yeah. Um, it, whether you chainsaw through the wall or, or you take a window or mm-hmm. take the nearest door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all else fails, follow the hose line, of course. But... Yep. Yeah, following the hose line in might also yeah. not be the fastest way, right? So yeah. I mean, on a large commercial building, Probably following the hose line is the best. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. I mean, it's usually one of the bigger or better, faster ways to do it because, you you know, it's a big open warehouse. Yeah. It could be right in the middle. Yeah. Think outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all in all, I think the practice went really well. Um, I think Andrew was pleased with it. It was kind of his first baby, and it, it went well. He he kind of planted the seed and then stood back and watched a bit. as like, like I kind of popped in there for him. Um, it went... I think it went really well. There were some guys that got frustrated with it. And I I love when the guys get frustrated with a practice because they're trying so hard. Um, and they, they don't want to fail. Like when they realize, oh man, we m- might have killed Captain Andrew because we didn't clue into it right, right away. Um, they almost beating themselves up. Like it's a, a simulated practice. Everything's pretend. Um... And they're still like, oh man, that's bullshit. Oh. Like, did I know that there was a hole there? Yeah, I heard you say it. But I was focused on this. Like, I was doing my job. I'm like, yeah, but also, <clears throat> your job is to go and, you know, rescue the down firefighter. But people on the outside are, they're, they're ready to go. So somewhere along the lines, and also that came down to, you know, the captains and the IC on the outside. They got them thinking, like, you know, I did hear that we had a missing firefighter, but just weren't putting the pieces of the puzzle together quite yet. Um, How did you make him go missing without the door control guy seeing that he went missing? Like, he must have walked out somehow. But... Like, how did you put him in the lower area? Did you pull him... Yeah, it was... The door guy was told that keeps... Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, yeah. how did the door guy miss the captain coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> and going into another barrier yeah. in the building? <laughs> yeah, it was def- definitely one of those, like... Uh, it was a simulated thing. Wait, no, so, I was just yeah, wondering. Yeah. Was, like, the, the door guy, oh, yeah, I saw him walk out. He just went yeah, out. Yeah, he literally went <laughs> out the story in the other one, right? Um, yeah, so like, hey, look over there. Why? Shut up and look, look over there. <laughs> and he's like... Wrong. <laughs> so as as they're like, hey, anybody come out? They're like, nope. Right. <laughs> so nobody else was aware that he went back right, right. inside the building, um, which was great. So the door guy pretended like he didn't know, and it kind of went from there. 
I like the idea of uh, of utilizing this building. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all know it inside and out really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that <clears throat> taking that and being able to use that is great. But then yeah. throwing in those kind of random, well, yeah, if the floor collapsed, where would he end up? Oh, he'd, he'd end up in the right. in the training room, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and to allow that to kind of take a bit of time to click in. And but you're right, that kind of when you're so focused on what you're doing. As a firefighter, again, we've talked about detachment many, many times. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other things going on around you. You still need to be aware of. Yeah. And um, because one person is down, it does not mean that you should take your eyes away from everything else that's going on around you because you're right. still inside of a IELH, right? Like mm-hmm. you're still in that hole, and yep. you need to be making sure that you're you're monitoring even your radios, especially. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Making sure you pay attention to those things. That also also great. Yeah, it was really cool. Thoughts on us, Scott? It sounded good. Yeah, we were on we were on the Artec course as we already talked about, so that's why I wasn't here. But yeah, no, it sounded sounded really good. Got everybody involved, which is tough to do. Yeah. With the with the numbers that we have, um, there was nobody that wasn't utilized, which which was good. We even um, we had like Rob was part of the our training crew and he's part of the podcast with us and everything right and uh andrew and i just spoke to each other we uh we didn't bring anybody else into the fold which is what we've spoke spoke about as well for our our training guys is um when we do scenarios we'll we'll peel away a couple of us at a time or one of us at a time um even if we're just doing some training exercises um we'll we'll peel some of us out so we still get that uh, hands-on and as firefighters and now as uh, captains we can we can go in and go and do the work as well as teach it so it was fun like uh, Rob came out and he was like man that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> well that's a, like the previous scenario mm-hmm. when I got to actually be a captain not a not the training guy mm-hmm. and that's I think that's what we decided yeah well every few months when we do a scenario We'll, we'll do that with the training guys. Cause, Tag out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, we kind of, it's almost like we're cheating at training because we know what's happening and we know the scenario. And it's like, I always feel like, yeah, uh, how would I have done that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would I have totally shit the bed? <laughs> or would I have, uh, you know, so it's like, I always have that question. So that's why I'm glad we're doing it because I don't like having that question. Mm-hmm. I think a big portion of, and a, a very positive way of how things have changed, not just with captains going in, but now, in the scenarios, it used to be very much based upon the skill sets of the firefighters, and the captains were almost like sidelines to that, and they monitored as opposed to actually, you know, involved. Involvement was different. It was, it was again, it was just monitoring the task to ensure the task was done correctly. And now it's a case of the officers are now a core part of the training scenario, and they are key and integral, and they are practicing mm-hmm. their role at the same time, which as you guys have said, as the training department was another key focus on some of the things that you were looking at doing and changing. And it's been taken very, very well. And everyone's, everyone's definitely, definitely doing well with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Keep your training stuff light and breezy and fun and hard and training and hard. And <laughs> what are you saying? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hard. What was that thing that there was? We we had posted something a couple weeks ago. We did. Um, it was about training. About oh no, it was about 
So how it should be fun. Fire service should be fun. Yeah, I, <laughs> I read an article. And I may have got. I think I I posted a couple <laughs> replies because some people. So, yeah. Some people thought training or like yeah, it shouldn't be fun. This doesn't yeah. need to be fun. This fire department doesn't need to be fun. Yeah, it does. I, I pretty much disagreed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you could. I think someone came back with like it should be fulfilling. So that's like semantics. <laughs> mm. I think fulfillment could be fun. Some people could call it fun. Some people could call, could call it fulfill, fulfillment. So, um. yeah. I mean, I saw your point, and I I agree with it. Like I read the article, and the article to me said it, it sounded like we needed to dial back the difficulty of training to make it more fun. Was how, when I read the article, I kind yeah. of felt like that, and then I'm like, no, you can do both, and you should be training hard, but you can still make hard training fun. Yeah, and that so, was to your point, right? Yeah. So when I read it again, because I read it a couple of times, I was like, yeah. I'm like I think that person that wrote it means like is referring to like, like this 1001 stuff, and like the, you know, just sitting there looking at a fire manual and being like, here we go again. Whereas if you make it like the scenario you just did, I mean, how many mm-hmm. skills did you guys do that night? Oh yeah, tons. Like everybody did a different skill, right? Mm-hmm. Hose movement, rit, yeah, um, search. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you didn't force blood or anything <laughs> into the yeah. fireball. <laughs> but you know, you had Slide command. You, back, you know, you probably did. You probably did almost all the core skills that uh, yep. firefighter does, other than probably force blood entry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're on air too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So everybody's on air. So. And all we even made sure that somebody <clears throat> ran out of there. Sweet. So yeah. not only were you burning the rip bag, you had to utilize Use that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can do all that in one night of training, in one big scenario. And, mm-hmm. and it sounds like the guys had fun. And I think that's why you guys, you guys like the training, because it's we try to keep it fun. We never try to do the same repetitive thing over and over again. Because mm-hmm. I said we could, you know, that practical exam we have that we did, we talked about, which a lot of people are asking about, I, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like our practical skills test we did, um, we could do that every week for you know, 52 weeks <laughs> and we'd have pretty solid firefighters. We probably wouldn't have very many solid firefighters because <laughs> everyone would be like, ah, I'm out of here. Boring it's pretty boring. Us. Eventually, it would yeah. get boring. Probably yeah. after both week three, it would be pretty boring. Mm-hmm. So you could go that route where, yeah, I want really solid firefighters that are really good at what they do, but I don't think you're going to get many of them staying around. Or you could make it a little bit more exciting, more fun, which just puts, it's just harder for the training guys, training section guys, because we have to, yeah. we put a lot more hard, we put a lot, have to put a lot more work into stuff like that, like these big scenarios where we're doing stuff, but that's what we're for. That's, that's why we brought a training, that's why we have a training section. We don't have yeah. one training officer, we have a yeah. training section now. Yeah, and that's what I was just about to touch on as well there, like it, having a training team is way better than having mm-hmm. a single training officer whose job it is to create this this kind of content and this material for everyone. Yeah. Every like that guy is in or girl or whatever, that person is in in contact with the entire department and needs to create their own team of people to start coming up with these different things. And you need a mixture of characters and personalities in there to be able to make these things different for everyone. And get everyone involved because it's it's important. Agree. Uh, that was this weekend training. Open house, so we got coming up this weekend. This weekend, what we got going on, Scott? So last year we did open house at the training ground. It's pretty well well attended. For it was our first uh, annual, our first not annual, first ever open house. 
Um, and we're trying to do it around Fire Prevention Week because actually I think it's Fire Prevention Week this week, is it not? I think it started yesterday. Did it? <laughs> or maybe today. <laughs> I know it ends today? next week. Mm-hmm. So it ends it ends on Saturday, so I believe so. Because our, our open house is on the day it ends. So it's Fire Prevention Week in Canada anyways. <clears throat> um, so rather than being at the training round this time, we're going to be actually at the fire hall. Let some people come in, check out the, check out the hall. Um, I didn't ask, but I put in the uh, description that we were doing uh, fire truck rides for kids. <laughs> ah, kids like fire truck rides. And firemen like to drive fire trucks usually. So um, we're going to have that. We're going to do uh, a couple of the different rescues we do. Probably a ladder rescue. Um, but our big thing this time around is we're going to do a, um, a live burn in the parking lot. Hopefully it goes well. <laughs> Hopefully it's not on YouTube for the, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, but we got a grant from, I think we talked about this. We, we, uh, we got a grant from the sprinkler society or sprinkler. I forget what they were called. I probably should know. Sure. Well, for sure, know by next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> sprinkler association. I think. Um, so what they do is they put little grants out because they would like residential buildings to have uh, fire sprinklers. And basically, we're doing a side by side demo of um, the effectiveness. So we're at we have a room, uh, room contents fire, and what's about to happen is you know, obviously when it's hot enough in there, the sprinkler will pop and knock the fire down, and the other room will be fully fully involved. Yeah, so we we built two, two I think what are they eight by eights, eight by eight rooms. I'd say yeah. yeah. I was I would, I didn't build them so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna film that. Probably put it on Facebook. Probably have it both on the firefighter one and our, our personal on our actual fire hall page. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we, the guys that built them have made them, so they should be reusable as well. So right. if you do end up attending our seminar, you may see them again. Well, I would also like to do a Christmas tree one this year. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And maybe a modern home and a legacy home one, potentially. Is. Um, I, I, I like that one on, on, on the AL site. Yes. Yeah. But, um, not AL? No. No, no UL. 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 AL. <laughs> On the UL site, um, where they have the modern and legacy home, and the flashover happens in like three and a half minutes. On the on a modern home and legacy was like 30 minutes or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah, you got time, awesome. man. It's crazy. Yeah. But the challenge is trying to find legacy furniture, like mm. cotton batten furniture and wooden toys and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that's not going to really burn. Feel bad, we might have to go down and do the old. Uh, yeah, the old flea market. Yeah, right? yeah. start buying stuff to mm-hmm. burn. Yeah, yeah. That will give you ten dollars and put it to good use. It'll be in a warm, loving. Where are you gonna put it? Yeah. I'm gonna sit fire to it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good way to do it. Yeah. Um, we also have our annual fireball coming up. Mm. Fireball, we are very known for our ridiculous. Are we, are we known? <laughs> in time, we're known. Yeah, I guess we're known. In time, we're pretty known for them. Uh, we do a skit every year. I'm sure if you've been listening to us for long enough, you would have heard us talk about this last year. Um, we do a skit 
every year, and it's been going on for. I think we figured last when we talked about this last time, it thirty was years, thirty odd years, thirty ish years. Yeah. I, I don't think the skit has been around that long. I think um, the fireball has, the right? Yeah, yeah, the skit has been around for about twenty years. From my twenties, mm-hmm. um, from what I understand, it was just a way to fill time before the food was ready, <laughs> and over time, it's become more elaborate. And sometimes it's less elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, last year was a good one. What did we do? Lip sync battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World lip sync battle we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, this year, uh, spoiler alert, it's Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So we've uh, sat down the other night and hashed out the hashed out the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna get sued by Disney. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's coming up, and uh, yeah, we definitely. It's one of those volunteer things because we don't take time out of practices or anything like that to to do the skit. We work on it on on a totally separate night for practice night. And got everybody involved. Um, if you're a rookie, you pretty much don't have a choice. Which I tell <laughs> I told everybody on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I, I announced to the rookies, you're in the skit. I don't care if you don't like acting. I don't care if you <laughs> have stage fright. <laughs> we will find a spot for you. Mm-hmm. And they all gather. Yeah, I don't know. I think one of them is actually Princess Leia. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been uh, railroaded in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't hear the train coming, and it, I think it hit him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's now he's not going to be in a bikini top. And <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw a twist in it, the, the only twist that we will maybe let out. Princess Leia, a fella, will be in a bikini top, and camo stretchy pants <laughs> so fit that into your imagination somewhere. So or don't it's <laughs> <laughs> probably best you do yeah so but uh, it's gonna be good yeah it's, it's always a good crack it's always a good laugh we have uh, we have the town come we have a big raffle they pay for the tickets to get in we throw a dinner we do the skit we provide drinks and all the other fun stuff and make a little bit of money to buy some more equipment to protect the town. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And all the money gets, again, given to us to be able to buy that, the, the good stuff that we need to, mm-hmm. to do the jobs that we love to do. And it buys, uh, it kind of buys the extra stuff that maybe the budget doesn't cover regularly. So, mm-hmm. like the, the good to have stuff, not the need to have stuff. So that's kind of what the, yeah. it's for. You yeah. recently ran budget, right? Sorry? Budget was just, just done? Yeah. And this was your first time in, I guess, as officers yeah. too, right? How did that and go? It was really yeah. interesting. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I've had a little bit of a little bit of buy-in or buy-in, a little bit of save with the uh, training budget in the past. You know, Bob usually said, you know, I was a budget last year, and he told me I was, hey, I don't know, can we up it? I'm always like, yeah, let's up it. <laughs> um, whereas this time, I we actually sat down in the officer meeting and went through the budget and went through like every every line item we had. So it's interesting because there's a lot of, a lot of budget stuff I didn't, didn't even know we needed. Yeah. <laughs> like there's stuff you don't think of, like what makes this place run, like mm-hmm. you know, like office supplies and um, legal. Like, there's yeah. a, there's a you know we have a lawyer. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know I mean, yeah, you need one. Some but, years yeah. we use more, other years yeah, we use less. less. It's, I mean, some yeah. years not at all. But I mean, there's always, I'm sure there's always a little bit out of there with everything that we do. But uh, yeah. yeah. Never, never even thought of that. 
everything, everything we do, everything. The stuff we get up to, is like, <laughs> just run it by the lawyer. For is this? Uh, are we getting? Yeah, probably. Well, let's yeah. run the risk. <laughs> yeah, letterbuck. Yeah. No, I mean every every business, whatever, needs to uh, have some legal advice somewhere along the way. Um, I'm sure we're no no different. Because yeah. I mean, nothing went sideways <laughs> whatsoever last year. I don't think. They were not sued for. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, good lawyer. Tons of things. Good lawyer. But there was still dollars spent. So, there's things that come up that require legal counsel somehow. I, I have no right. idea. Well, there, I didn't, we, there was, there was we spent money. Yeah, there's actually a budget for um, fire food. Mm-hmm. I was like, we get fed on fire some nights. Like, the, the wives or the spouses bring, bring us sandwiches, and I just eat them. I never really thought, oh, wonder where that money comes from. <laughs> Just <laughs> magic, magic food that rolls in. Yeah. Thanks, it yeah. comes from somewhere. And right? to be honest with you, a lot of stuff gets donated because mm-hmm. you know, the people in town see there's a big black cloud of smoke above the city, and they're like, "Oh, it's probably, guys are probably working hard." And they, you know, they hear sirens going back and forth. And a lot of times, people donate donate food to us, but mm-hmm. obviously, there's times when they're not. Like at three in the morning, no one's open, no one's around, and we have to. To get in, I mean, the good thing is, uh, again, being part of a volunteer department, we have we literally have guys on the local grocery store, one of the managers. So he, he he's like, Ah, he goes, I'll open the store. <laughs> so he opens the store, uh, you know, it could be three or four in the morning, he'll open the store, bring the spouses in, and I wonder what that's like, like a shopping spree, yeah, <laughs> just yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and then he writes it all up, and like it's all above board, like he writes it all up, mm-hmm. and we pay for it, but just you know, it's, that's one of those volunteer things, like. Yep. You, know, you know a guy who knows a guy and mm-hmm. they can open the store. Yeah. So there's there's that. That was you know, that's something that I didn't even picture that was in the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get every monthly meeting night we go over our personal but like our our balance of what all of our our accounts hold and you hear our general account and blah blah blah. And you know that there's X amount of dollars in there. But, I mean, hearing now that there's money is available, like, from the town, which, that doesn't come out of our general, to my knowledge. No, no. So, so our our account is, like, that's, like, for lack of a better term, a society account. Like, what we would, Mm -hmm. yeah, what we would have is a, um, that we could spend as a, as a, Mm -hmm. as a group on other things. Like, the, like, maybe we wanted an extra thermal camera. That isn't necessarily needed, but we, we kind of want one mm-hmm. for it'll help us. So we and it wasn't written in the original budget. That's kind of what that stuff's for. Yeah, yeah. Or that stuff's already predetermined. You got X dollars. Yeah, and that just comes out of the budget now. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. We added a bunch of stuff that we've never. Um, some <laughs> extra line items. Well, and one thing like fresh, fair. you know, fresh off the RTAC course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chatting with Bob about. You know the first aid stuff. We we, you know, we're missing some stuff. We need to, we need to update our our first aid kits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna make an MCI kit, so mass casualty kit. So that, you know, we have to start it. So it's gonna cost a little bit of money to start one. Um, once we have it, it's not gonna be much. But, um, like we won't need to get another one every year. So mm-hmm. it's like we're gonna get, you know, it's a bunch of blank. We uh, we were having a discussion on the way back. I don't know if I brought this up last week on the way back from the truck. Um, it was like three or four of us that went, um, on the way back, it was a long drive back, it was like four hour drive back. So we were discussing the MTI kit and, 
how many how many casualties are we gonna look after in an MCI? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know because it could be a school bus, it could be thirty kids, mm-hmm. it could be five people. So we kind of came up with a number like let's have enough for ten because if we had enough for ten, and then our each our trucks also have obviously gear on it like um, first aid kits and blankets and mm-hmm. stuff. So with if we have a a, a pack that will cover 10 people plus all the other trucks that's about 15 16 people um and then ambulances will show up so we figured in the grand total once on a big mci we should be able to scrape together enough stuff for 20 people Mm -hmm. because not everybody's going to need like because some of the stuff that's going to the mci is going to be maybe tourniquets and uh you know some you know stuff like that um not everybody's gonna need a tourniquet, <laughs> but not and not everybody's necessarily gonna need a blanket. Um, but it, we want to have it, that stuff available. Yeah. So that was in that's in the budget. But once it's done, we won't need to get another one for for quite some time. Uh-huh. And then we're just gonna update some of our first aid stuff, with some of the uh, you know newer um, dressings and things like that. Mm. Yeah. I didn't. One thing I didn't broach the thing with was. Um, with Bob and or anyone else, because uh, one thing we talked about a lot was the rescue task force and, uh, at the ER attack, and I didn't bring it up much last week because um, we were talking about the whole course in general. But the rescue task force is the, you know, in the big cities now they have the fire department that actually goes in to these uh, warm zones where the police are. It doesn't have to be an active shooter; it could be you know anything where the police are aren't sure um, of the safe. They can't ensure our safety to the fullest so it's not a cold zone it's that warm zone so they they will still bring us in but they can't be like yeah it's 100 percent safe so um the in the big big cities their guys are they're, they're actually getting uh armor and they're training with the SWAT teams and stuff but in this you know we've been talking and you know uh, where did a lot of these incidents happen in small towns it's not the big cities that usually get these incidents it's these small well i mean it's kind of half and half yeah. So you could get in a small town. And as far as we know, there is no rural rescue task force yet. So it's one thing we were talking. Um, obviously, the biggest line item is is, is armor, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go to that. Mm-hmm. And the challenge with armor is it, you know, it expires after X number of years. And, um, you know, is it something we need? Or can we maybe get a donation from a body armor company? You know, just, I don't know. There's, there's things. Because it's not high priority because it's... You know, it's one of those things that doesn't happen. Like it doesn't happen, but when it happens, you're, you're gonna want to sure that you're, you're gonna want to be oh, prepared yeah. to go in. But does it happen? Nah, it's never happened here. Doesn't mean it could. We got like yeah. we talked about before. We got you know four schools in this general area. Mm-hmm. Could happen, and not even schools. It could be office building. It could be yep. you know lots, lots of offices. There's lots of places. Hotel. It could be in the middle of the street. It could be in the middle of the street. People <laughs> run people over with the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. It could, could run people over with the car, and then the guy's actually a shooter, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Go back to sometime last year. It was one of our news. It was small town community uh, garlic festival. Yeah. Uh, which, which we, we just had this last week. We just had a garlic festival. Yeah. Um, and somebody snapped and started to pop off. And yeah. I mean, there was, yeah. Families and yeah, everyone there. Nuts, right? So... And that was a small rural community, just like us. So it takes yeah. one guy that's a little, or gal that's yeah. a little off. Doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, I, I guess the the ratio of 
crazies to not in larger cities. They're gonna have more because they're bigger. Yeah, but the but the police presence is much greater in larger cities. Right? Exactly. So. Um, yeah, and then it's like balance. Like, well, if we were if you were to buy body armor, how many or how much armor would you get? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we kind of we patent an idea like well, maybe maybe like four like mm-hmm. not like we not we like we at this course we're batting like well maybe four mm-hmm. just because that's enough to get um because if you're carrying patients out uh it usually takes two people to carry an unconscious person out so you know you can move a fair amount of patients out into, into a cold zone and hand off to other firefighters that don't require armor mm-hmm. and so you know i mean that's still four thousand bucks yeah <laughs> that it's hard to budget for that because it's hard to, but at the same time, it's hard to say, Hey, if your kids are shot, <laughs> we can't come in Yeah. Mm-hmm. or we will come in. I mean, we might just go in and just be a little, just be a little extra, uh, kind of unsafe. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. It is. Um, I, I actually was, uh, I found a, there's a company locally that makes body armor that was kind of sending some messages to really <laughs> to see maybe hey you want to send some armor our way <laughs> <laughs> but it's not you know it's their business to sell armor <laughs> it's yeah. not their business to give armor <laughs> so yeah I don't know it's an interesting thing to think about because not, not a lot of people do mm-hmm. well we were uh, we got sent a message the other day uh, from somebody and uh, it was somebody who took a picture of the one of the, the trauma kits inside a school and said right this uh look at this this is this is insane like why are we putting these things in our schools now like it's like dude, well the terrifying. way it was written i'd have to look at it again yeah because it was a tweet from a doctor in toronto can you look at it uh, if you have it yeah. um from what i understand it was a tweet from doctor in toronto when i first looked at it i was like well what the I mean, that's a bunch of crap because basically I think it was a female doctor. She said, you know, I don't, she, she doesn't think it's right to have these kits. And from what I think I read was it was more of like what has society come to that we have to have a bleeding control kit in a school. I think that's how it was meant to be written from Mm -hmm. looking at it again, which is fine, but you haven't, we, I I was going to be like, well, you got AEDs in schools, like. What society to come to that we make our children so out of shape and bad that they need an AED? Or is it that? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you just have a defective heart. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, this is a tweet that we got sent. Volunteering in a school today to celebrate Johnny Appleseed's birthday. That's actually a person. <laughs> person at Planet Appleseed, isn't it? Apples. And this stopped me in the tracks in the middle of the kindergarten hallway. Why are our elected officials letting this happen? And it was a picture of the Stop the Bleed. Is that a bleeding control kit? Public bleeding control kit. So basically what Stop the Bleed is all about is these kits. So I don't know if it's... From reading that again, I think it's more like, hey, what are we... What does what it come we, to? Yeah, what does it come to? Yeah. You know, it's probably a gun control debate kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have AEDs. We have fire extinguishers. Things that happen. Yeah. Um, be prepared. You know, where does it come to that our that buildings aren't fire re- resistant nowadays? Why do we need these fire extinguishers? Mm. You know, sorry. Some, uh, you know, and, and I think someone I, the who's who actually sent this to us? Go back one. Uh, the top one's too fancy for me. <laughs> <laughs> or the screen's too broken. I was going to say, uh, Sam, Sam Hoffmeyer. Yeah. So, so I think he, he wrote down. Did he write that he cut himself in? He cut himself in 
Yeah, he cut himself, and then uh, I think he, it was quite a severe cut, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he cut himself in, like, art class or something when he was little. <laughs> and he, he, I was like, I wish we had a bleeding control kit because I used a, mm-hmm. on a wheelie rag or something <laughs> to stop it. So, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a bleeding control kit. It's, we all have blood in us. <laughs> we all want to keep the blood in us. Mm-hmm. And kids want to keep the blood in them, so. It doesn't have to have an ominous evil outline to it like ultimately you can cut yourself in shop class yeah you could be you know running down the hallway your buddy pushes you into a glass door and you're severed yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like the stuff we used to get up to in school i'm amazed that more of my mates and didn't end up dying from the stupidity of some <laughs> things oh, yeah. that we got out to right like mm-hmm. th- having it doesn't necessarily mean that you're preparing for or shooter <laughs> scenarios or anything yeah. else mm. it's if you cut yourself and it's bad yeah. here's a way to fix it like things happen yeah be it accidental or evil be prepared yeah, yeah. would you rather have it preparedness than is a great thing yeah. you know yeah like it sucks like why is our society where it is today I mean we could talk talk about that for hours but leave all of that aside and just be prepared yeah. For an accident, or worst case, at least you're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a like I'm I'm, all, I'm fairly big into self defense as you guys maybe were. It's crazy. <laughs> it's never come up before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to a jujitsu school up up north from us, and today, uh, you know, because Todd and I are always trying to see where where else we can teach stop the bleed. So I say, yeah, you know, this, this school. So this jujitsu school is when I originally. Um, you know, train with before so it's not a necessarily Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu it's more of a it's really really concentrated heavily on self-defense and that's actually where I got my my black belt through was these guys so um so I said hey you guys uh I had this course I think it would fit in with uh, with the the curriculum because you know because um, there's you we train you know you guys train knife defense you guys train a lot of stuff self-defense um you know weapons that sort of stuff but what happens after the fight's over or what happens if, you know, more commonly, what happens if you're walking on the street and someone gets hit by a car or, you know, when your loved one gets hit by a car or gets cut, mm-hmm. you know, um, you carry, you might carry a, a blade on you, but you should probably carry a, <laughs> carry a tourniquet on you too. Something to stop that injury from happening after it's done. Whether, it, whether it's inflicted by you and someone inflicts it on you or, like I said, it's an accident, which is probably more likely. Um, yeah, if you want to be a prepared person, you should have something, mm-hmm. something on you. Yeah. Yeah. I know Todd had his tourniquet on him, and I, he's like, yeah, I got mine on me. The other day, we were in uh, Nelson. It's like, ah, somebody had a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so the next night, I made sure I had it on me. <laughs> I'm almost thinking we should treat it like a challenge coin. I was just about to say. I was just yeah. about to say. It's like pulling your challenge coin. Yeah. Because back in the day, again, back at this, uh, that school, the jiu-jitsu school I used to be in, we used to treat our knives like challenge coins. Like, if you didn't have your pocket knife on you, because it's a basic human tool you should have on you at all times, if you didn't have that on you, you'd owe around a beer to everybody. So guys would be like, guys would take their knife out and start tapping it on the table. or <laughs> So everybody had to take part. And it's a little bit more practical to have a tourniquet or a knife on you than it is to have a big-ass metal coin. <laughs> but teach his own. There you go. But maybe we should start that. The tourniquet. That'd be good. The tourniquet, uh, the tourniquet challenge. That'd be funny. Oh, man. Hashtag that. Yeah, turn it to the challenge. challenge. I, like I like it. it. Let's coin it. Mm-hmm.
No. Let's <laughs> remember, <laughs> tourniquet. tourniquet. <laughs> and remember, and if you're going to train with a tourniquet, have to, you always have two tourniquets. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Just don't right. ruin mine. No, I didn't ruin it. I made it into a training one. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way of putting it. <laughs> it was a knockoff one anyways. It's a valid way of putting it. It wasn't a knockoff, and it was a it gift. Was. Matt gave me that. Yeah, because it was cheap. He's got that. Oh, yeah. Tony kits are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're good, boys. I think we're great. Yeah. <laughs> You want to roll in some shout-outs, or Ash? I feel we have to. Yeah. Uh, the announcements now. The shout-outs or announcements? They can be whatever you want. Huh. What do you want them to be, Scott? I don't know. <laughs> Tonight they are announcements. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I would like to announce Chief Miller. <laughs> um, Starting goal, Chief Miller! In the store. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter chiefmillerapparel.com as a social media hub for basically all firefighting information um, social media wise at least uh, anything that's relatively shareable he's he's going to share uh, he shares a lot of uh, our content which is great we really appreciate that uh, a bunch of other um, social media influencers like us because <laughs> that's what we are now. sorry we are what now <laughs> yeah I don't know. Social I'm, media all, influencers? Yeah, that's what all the kids say. So like Twee, yeah. Twee Bird or what? That's that person? What's that? Twee Bird? Twee Bird or Pootie Toot or what? Pootie Toot? PewDiePie. What is it? PewDiePie. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Is it a person? A YouTube dude? Yeah. Is it a, is it a dude? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, influencer. Is it an influencer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I, I, job, I, we are very <laughs> niche market influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Very minute, yeah. but we are nonetheless. I have no idea. Just throw, throwing a catchphrase out there. I'm trying to be hip, all right. I'm out. <laughs> I was hip for a minute. Um, We're influencers. Yeah, yeah, right. Challenge. Um, yeah, check him out. He uh, uh, shares a lot of the cool, cool stuff out there. Um, he's he's been gracious to to help us out with a couple things and. In turn, we definitely want to make sure that we're giving him the props that uh, he deserves. Chief Miller. Modus. How come I always get Modus? Because I always get Chief Miller. It starts you. with... We should go backwards. I'll do Modus. Yeah, because I, you know... Modus. Because, oh yeah, it's just a... It's a bone. For <laughs> <laughs> Modus, they're great. If you don't have one, you suck. Mm-hmm. is basically what it comes down to especially with the 5% discount code you can get which is DTFF5 Boom. giving you 5% discount off of that amazing snagger tool that if you do not have one you suck and uh, yeah you need to get one why not do you have one? yeah I do do you have one? you I, suck I bet you will before the night's over <laughs> Carl's gonna be like hey where'd my snagger tool go? <laughs> I said you could borrow it. Well, you can look at it. Uh, I actually don't need it. You can look at right. it. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Just do the Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Jimmy all the way. How's it going, by the way, that? Those, uh, People are loving the views. I'm actually yeah. going to throw it out on a... I'm going to triple it up into a triple post, and we're going to do a promotion on the video content for nice. a little bit. Yep. Yeah, because it's really good. It's really good content. It recorded well. 
Sounded well. Because you were their director? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, the actor, he didn't have a snag at all, so he sucked a bit, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I noticed the sound was a laugh, because, uh, well, the camera we have picks up... Camera um, picks up the closest and loudest sound. Which happened to be a big-ass hose of water. Yeah. <laughs> running. So, and, yeah. but even there, it still did yeah. fairly well. I think you get the point. Of, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's not an incredibly difficult technique. It's just another thing. Yeah. But still, we've had some I think that's, that's the genius of it, yeah. though, is there's so much in-depth information out there yeah. that people that are coming into the service, I mean, they just want to know how to be useful. Um, yeah. you know, and, and i got to say, running a two-and-a-half by yourself is not the recommended thing. Negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still say you should have a backup person with you. Yeah. But sometimes, like Kevin, mm-hmm. at that, we had that structure fire we had this year, yeah. he's running the two-and-a-half by himself. And he said, oh, if I knew the Jimmy, because I hadn't taught him the Jimi Hendrix, or um, mm-hmm. maybe I hadn't, and he might have been away. That might have been when he had yeah, his, his bad his, stuff. His bad and back. Going through it. Um, so he was like, yeah, if I would have known that, I might have not <laughs> been flailing. But, but like we said, he looked like, in that video we got from the surveillance camera, he looked like... Uh, the guy from Predator. Yeah. Blaine was the character's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blaine from Predator. Uh, did, uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Ain't got with, time to bleed. With a minigun. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. the video was hilarious because it looks like he's, trying to, he's running this two and a half like a minigun <laughs> by himself. Mm-hmm. So good. And he knocked the fire down. Yep. Still <laughs> so, nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Modus. Modus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you had a sniper tool, he would look even more badass. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. They work really well. Um, Rob swears by it now. He uses he it for everything. Um, whether he's on the pumpers, whether he's on the tender, connecting and, and disconnecting hose. He's at home. Like, he just has his coffee cup in. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just snagger practice. Um, yeah, he's uh, he swears by him, and yeah, we've we've been using them for a bit, and they do good stuff. So mm-hmm. take a look, grab one. They're cheap, and they do lots of good fun things. Yeah, yeah, Motors. RZ masks. <laughs> now that I have, <laughs> actually have two. There you go. Um, we know how well they work. We've been using them. Um, use it again. Uh, never use them. I've been using them in a while. We haven't had a fire in a while. Mm-hmm. Right? It's been quiet. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been fire quiet. Yeah. Hope we um, that was our last big fire. Yeah. One thing, like I said last uh, week when we were talking about the RTAC course, we did that. That scenario where the drug overdose happened. Where Todd and I look at each other. Ah, the old RZ master coming out of this one. Because um, um, from what we read about them, they, they will stop uh, like fentanyl, car fentanyl, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't really want to test it. <laughs> That's one I'm not going to be putting in a room. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah let's work. tear it. That's a sarin gas. <laughs> the RZ mask. <laughs> Take your mask off, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Where's Nicolas Cage and his antidote? <laughs> rock. <laughs> love it, man. Come yeah. to the rock. Ah, so so uh, yeah, RZ I'm mask. Always the movie guy. We yeah. should we should so go watch the rock right now. Mm. So anyways, RZ masks. Stop smoke. Stop pepper spray. Mm-hmm. don't test sarin gas <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to get one the discount code is I forgot <laughs> it's public written on the wall safety. public safety yeah. yeah is it on there? no it used to be written up there oh, yeah. public safety gives you 30% off mm. from I Nick Cage 
I thought maybe because we had said it like I don't know hundred times, thirty times. Yeah, I got lots of stuff least. to think about. <laughs> like, where's my motor snagger tool? <laughs> yep. Hush. Bar boys. The bar boys, and they have embraced the bar boys. That's uh, great. Um, these guys are great. They're uh, from uh, Maine. Um, the Brotherhood Academy Radio. Um, group, group of guys down there uh, doing doing the same stuff that we are. They're they're very very similar, uh, aggressive firefighters. Um, really good content. Um, yeah, check them out. We uh, where do they keep calling us salty? Ash? Salty? Yeah, yeah. because so, salty to me. No, we talked about it seriously. Salty to me means that like we're angry or upset. Right, salty. Yeah. salty. So, so that's what I was looking up just now online. Um, so yeah, I think recently in like video game terms, I know my kid always says salty. 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 Yeah. So salty in that term is angry, agitated, or upset. But there is another meaning of it, meaning tough and aggressive. Ah, uh, there you go. So I. I'm hoping that's what they mean because we're not typically that angry. <laughs> I'm upset right now. Although, if you don't have a snagger tool, you might get you a might get salty. a little salty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he could be much more salty if he had a snagger tool. Fucked. Yeah. So they uh, calling somebody a you know an old salty firefighter is uh, it's a, a term a, of endearment. Term of endearment. Yes. Mm. So uh, quite quite. <laughs> So we appreciate that. It was, uh, uh, yeah. Check those guys out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do some good stuff. I like, they, I, yeah. They pop some. Uh, mm-hmm. and, what was it? They were pestering about pizza today as well. Well, well some, <laughs> some Canadians <laughs> ordered pizza. So in that, Texas. that was in the news. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was in Texas. I think he was in Canada. No, yeah. He was a Canadian, a group of Canadian firefighters. Whether they were like full-time guys mm-hmm. or whatever it is, or they were volunteers and they needed to eat after a call. They Google this pizza place, didn't check out like where Google matched them up to, and it was 2,800 miles away or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so like down like in Texas. Texas, they're like, yep. I don't know how much the bill was, but uh, yeah. Well, did they get it? I, I don't think they got did... it. I, 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 I think somewhere online, they're like, you could probably just get Domino's. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, but uh, one of uh, the bar boys, me, you know, friends or whatever, is like, hey, maybe, because this guy listens to us as well, he says, maybe this is good for the Canadian boys. And, uh, oh, I thought you just assumed it was us because we're such idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he thought it was us. But, uh, um, so no, we didn't order a whole bunch of pizza. Um, we're not uh, we're not really pizza after fire calls kind of guys. We're 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 more healthy. What? Yeah, no, we we we, we, we would definitely eat a pizza. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, eat, those boys will eat the cardboard boxes if they're left. Yeah. At least lick one because it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you get the cheese in the box. The leavings, the cheese yeah. Mm-hmm. Just throw away the pineapple. Well, it's funny because I was up hunting today, and I I get this text from Nick, and all it is is a, a pizza, a heart, and a Canada flag. <laughs> and that's the only thing that comes through. I'm like, I get it. Canada pizza loves Canada. <laughs> He's like, yeah, buddy. Canadian pizza. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, oh, now my Facebook message or my thing comes through. And I, I saw the tag and I'm like, ah, 
these guys are idiots. It, it's not us. <laughs> yeah. So note to self, don't order pizza from Texas. Cause... Mm. Or maybe do. I don't know. It might be delicious pizza. Maybe it was delicious, yeah. yeah. Maybe it wasn't by accident. If you're in Texas, send us a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll test it. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Maybe. Probably not. No. <laughs> no, I'll leave that to you. Uh, bar boys. And then we have Stop the Bleed. Um, Stop the Bleed is, and we, you know, we, we discussed it a little bit earlier today. Um, it's definitely something that we are um, promoting with Scott and Todd, obviously, doing their bits and pieces locally here and trying to really get the word out. Um, it's, uh, go ahead. Oh, I didn't tell you that our new, uh, I've, I've made Bleeding bleeding Control 2.0 ashes there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, as the kit? Or our yoga blocks. Yes. So, I'll just get into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anywhere else to be, do we? <laughs> so, our yoga block video, which we posted a while ago, with mm-hmm. uh, we had the weed spare pump and uh, the block itself, and we cut out a notch out of it. Yoga blocks are really good because you can reuse them, and they're like we've literally used it like and cheapest on, chips, too. Yeah, you know, hundred different people, and you know, that same wound is the same size. And, but the blood was always like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it flows out at a good rate, and but it's not arterial. <laughs> so um, one thing we saw in this art tech, I'm like, how did they do that? Like, cause they were squirting blood like good four or five feet. So so Todd uh, found me, rounded me up some um, surgical tubing. So I did it. I I got some and I folded. It. So we tried it. Didn't really have any pressure. So what I actually did is I kinked the end like a hose, like how you'd stop a hose from. And uh, I sh- actually I didn't even tape it. I just shoved it into the yoga mm-hmm. block. Bent over backwards. I, yeah, yeah, bent over, and I, I cut a small hole with my knife. Um, and now, and now the arterial sprays about five feet in the air. <laughs> so it's much more realistic for an arterial bleed. Um, so you know, my plan is to have one block that's more um heavy flow of like you know like a, a, a cut but it's deeper in the tissue where it wouldn't be spraying and then this one's more of a, a closer like you know deeper cut that's now the, you get the spray so because there's a couple methods like you know when you approach you probably don't want to like put your face right over it because you're gonna get blasted in the face with blood so you know glove hand over it right away pressure um start packing the wound yeah nice so that's 2.0 there you go and the good thing is that t- tube's a little bit longer so i think that one is like 10 feet so you could be a little bit more distant away mm-hmm. like we said in the, that course in the car um the patient was inside the car and the instructor was outside the car and was running the blood for it so yeah nice stop the bleed we should uh, we should do a updated video, not necessarily on all the blocks and how it all goes together, but definitely on how to use it. Cause, doing it. Yeah, because yeah. the video that we've obviously got right now up is on how you can just put one together yourself real quick and easy. But I don't think we really went into any of. Yeah, the I just kind of I just kind of did the packing. Um, yeah. We should also do a tourniquet application. Yeah, you can find tourniquet application online, but you know we could do it. That's a little quick one. And now that we're gonna have this tourniquet challenge. <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the thing. Yeah. Why not? That is, uh, if you want to check that out, bleedingcontrol.org. And that's bleedingcontrol.org. And you can go on there and check it out and uh, yeah, get your packs and training materials and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, spread the word. Yeah. Scott? Well, I just did bleeding control. Did I? Oh, no, you did. Sorry. Second alarm. East Coast Nick. No, no, not Nick. East Coast, Coast Matt is running a second alarm. We should get East Coast Nick and East Coast Matt together too. 
Should I, I feel they're close? Yeah. I don't know. Never know. East right. Coast and all. I don't know if they're that close, are they? Are they closer than us? <laughs> well, close, yeah, <laughs> that, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, second alarm. It's um, <clears throat> yeah. You might as well explain it because I actually don't listen to you when you talk. It's best not. To... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't explained it. This is, this, is, this is typical Scott. <laughs> yeah. This is typical Scott. You, you, you know, honestly, I have circus music playing in my head this time. <laughs> the RZ, RZ code's been said like 30 times. He still doesn't remember it. Like, I'll tell you. No, you have better articulation of this particular <laughs> thing than I do. Secondalarm.org. I like, better when, sorry, I like the better when Ash is doing them all. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ash did too, actually. I think Ash preferred. <laughs> Maybe we should take our specialty ones. Like, you know, I'll take Steve, Stop the Bleed. You take the Bar Boys. <laughs> and Modus, because Modus, I don't have one. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Second alarm, Org. <laughs> they, uh, Matt is running the calls. Um, it is a calls dedicated to trying to uh, basically put more firefighters inside of our volunteer fire departments um raising the uh raising awareness for the service and the jobs that we do and the fun that we have and uh all the good things that the the service does because again we all understand that we are uh, we're a dying breed it's a uh, it's a group of people that you just you don't get enough of anymore you say um, he's fighting for a dying breed fighting Almost fighting for a dying breed. Yeah. Throw out the bar. Yeah. <laughs> but check them out. Um, it's a it's a really good cause, and uh, you should be supporting it, especially if you are uh, rural departments and really Absolutely. trying to, to get these people on board. It's going to help. It's going to be a national thing, and uh, yeah, well, we we are behind it one hundred percent. So mm-hmm. get on board. Yeah. Remember that, Scott? Yes. I remember all that now. <laughs> we'll see our Z code, Scott. <laughs> Public safety. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, we have us. <laughs> Actually, one other thing I want to mention is oh. the ATAC group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Just, you know, if you, I, I think they're trying to expand out to North America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, uh, We've crossed paths with them a few times now, and the thing they're doing is, is they're trying to progress. Um, like we're not not us alone, but a lot of people on our side of the fence are trying to progress the fire service. I feel like tax trying to progress the medical side, and I think they should get a, a little bit mentioned. So, yeah, mm-hmm. check them out. ATAC, the ATAC group. Um, they are on Facebook as the ATAC group. A T A C C. Yes. No, not attack. Like yeah, mm-hmm. ATAC. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they do phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, what? What do you say? What is the A? What is the A? Uh, oh, and, um, anesthetic. Anesthesia. 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 Trauma, Trauma and, and casualty care. Casualty care. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. You'll mm-hmm. learn stuff. And it's, uh, again, it's, we went as firefighters. Uh, Todd came as a firefighter paramedic and we all walked away with some extra knowledge on how to do not not like crazy medical procedures the good thing with these guys is they say yeah you know what if you know how to do it this is a you know you'd obviously get in and do it but it's the thinking outside the box bringing other people in like 
taking control of the situation, mm-hmm. whole bunches of other skills and just ways of thinking about stuff, new ways of thinking about stuff, not the old ways of, of just because that's what it says in the manual, you have to do it. This is, you know, why not mm-hmm. do it this way? So, yeah, different ways of thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No one does. Us. We are on all the stuff, and I'm sure if you listen, you're already following. Except for Twitter. Except for Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Is Twitter still around? No tweets. Yeah. Uh, is it popular? It's more it is. business-related stuff. It's actually on Twitter. Yeah. Donald Trump is, is big on yeah. Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so for, I don't know. Mm. I don't do Twitter either. Mm. Uh, but please, if you do have a minute, drop us a review, a like, a rating um, on iTunes and Anchor mm. and all any platform that you listen to us on. It helps. Uh, it takes two seconds to do, and we really, mm. really appreciate it. Um, it definitely helps us down the road, I'm sure. Again, we don't get any funding or money or anything for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all on us, and uh, we're, we'll keep it that way for sure. It's not, it's not, uh, you we know. may have shirts soon though. We may have shirts soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're very close to having shirts. We're whatever, whatever the, for in, the in the pig roasting, uh, <laughs> call back. We're like probably about noon now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things are looking really good. Yeah. Six we're talking to people. Hours. Yeah. Um, so the shirts, I mean, even the shirts, we're not going to make a ton. Um, it's going to be put right back in the hair. Yeah. Probably for a better mic. <laughs> <laughs> or a couple better mics. Just more of them. Yeah, more mics. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. yeah, some other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything to help us help you. There you go. Yeah. Help, help us, us help, help you. you. There you oh, go. God. <laughs> Whose slogan did we just steal? Somebody's uh, um, forget um, soon. So help us with our legal bills. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> more of the lines what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Obviously, follow <laughs> us. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, more content's coming. Again, and if you see something that you like from us, or you see something that uh, you think somebody else would appreciate, please share it out. Because the more shares we get, the more people we get looking mm-hmm. at our content. And then, uh, again, the more feedback we get, and we can tune stuff up and make it more fitting for uh, the things that maybe you do as well. Mm-hmm. We only talk really about the things that we know and the things that we do and the ways that we do them. They may not be the best. They may not be perfect, but uh, they work for us. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for staying tuned to us. and. Uh, yeah, give us a review. Mm-hmm. Or do I have to say Marshall Bass is not like Foster's beer? He's not. He's against the Foster's. <laughs> he is against the Foster's. Yeah. He was telling me about some, some craft one, actually, I was, I've was i been looking mm. for and I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Definitely not Labatt. No Foster's. Right? Not the, the Labatt. <laughs> <laughs> <Really? laughs> and that's all. That would probably go all right with pizza, maybe. Lavabaloo. Pizza, Texas, 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 Texas